the way we birth our babies and how we're made to feel and how we're made trusted by other people and trust ourselves and our intuition really flows into how we mother our babies and the confidence we have. Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. Do you know that you were made for this birth? Hey there, happy home birthers, and welcome to episode 216 of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and today we're speaking to my friend and birth colleague, Mary Hasseltine. Mary is a doula, author, and birth educator for 10 years. She's had seven full term babies, five born at home two in the hospital, and one home miscarriage. Her births include having had two precipitous births, one vaginal breech birth, four babies in water, one unintentionally unassisted, one home birth with a doctor, and three different midwives for the others. She has experienced it all. And before we jump in, I wanted to let you know that my free resource, the Achieve Your Empowered Home Birth mini course, is officially open and available to you. The easiest way to get it? DM me on Instagram, I'm over at, at Happy Home Birth Podcast, with the word home birth. All one word, no emojis that'll throw the whole system off, just the word home birth. And the mini course will be sent right to you. We're breaking down what it means to truly prepare for birth. What is it that you really need. Is it all about learning to cope and labor? Spoiler alert, no, it's not. <laughs> you can also grab access by clicking the link in the show notes. All right, let's go ahead and dive into this amazing episode. Please remember that the opinions of my guests may not necessarily reflect my own and vice versa. And the show is not medical advice. It's an educational tool. So continue to take empowered responsibility for your health and your family. Mary, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. Yay, I'm excited. It's so fun to finally be talking with you, Caitlin. Um, I've been listening. Like, I was one of the original listeners, I promise, like, since the podcast was born. Um, and I recommend it all the time to clients and friends and uh, followers. And I think I mentioned this to you, but I kind of attribute my um, the existence of my our youngest baby sort of to the podcast. <laughs> Because, you know, you have six kids. I have I have six kids. I did have six kids. <laughs> Let's put it that At way. At that time. <laughs> At that time. And, you know, you start listening to all these beautiful birth stories again. And even though six kids feels like a lot, like subconsciously, I think it's starting to be like, you know, the idea of another one isn't quite so terrifying anymore. The idea of, you know, having another beautiful birth <laughs> wasn't quite so scary. So... So yeah, then we conceived our, our last baby. <laughs> so, so thank you for the gift of that baby, the, the part you played <laughs> in that. I'm so grateful that I could have been a little dove sent down <laughs> to bring this baby. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, I do. I so appreciate that, Mary. And I know you've been here from the beginning. I remember you from the beginning. Um, and it's, it is so cool to be connecting now at this point and Gosh, you just are so full of wisdom, experiential knowledge with seven births. And I thought that what was so interesting to me was just kind of the variation as well. Like 
it's not just, okay, you've had these home births. You also have had these different care providers um, and just very different scenarios seemingly each time. Um, so this is going to be so fun to, to dive into all of that. And then also just talk about, you know, how your births have influenced your life and impacted your life and really clearly driven your mission um, in terms of, you know, helping other women reach their full potential, especially in terms of spirituality and their birth and um, appreciating it for what it is. So I'm just so thrilled that you're here and this is going to be a great conversation. Can I take it? Can I, can I kind of send it over to you for, in terms of where we should start? Should we start at the, at the very beginning and kind of go through? Is that good for you? Sure. I could give a little, um, maybe brief bio of, uh, yeah, please. of who I am. Um, so my name is Mary Hazeltine, um, a mom to seven on earth, and we have one son or daughter in eternity. Um, my seven range in age from 18, which is nuts. He's 18 now and just started his first year in college down to 15 months. So it's a wide stretch. Um, and yes, uh, to every single person in public who asks, they are all boys. Um, and so after the third was born, I became a certified birth doula. Um, so that was almost 12 years ago now. Um, and about three or so years ago, I published a book called Made for This, The Catholic Mom's Guide to Birth. Um, and then earlier this year, we um, I combined all of that birth work, so my in-person doula services and then the book and um, kind of my online advocacy and birth outreach and classes and um, under the title Made for This Birth. So um, yeah, we, we, our mission is to provide resources for women to, to understand that birth is not just meant to be a profound physical event. Of course, that is true, but it's also designed intentionally by God to be one of the most spiritually significant moments in a woman's life. Um, so we have a, we've got my book, we've got a, an app we released earlier this year. We have a giant provider directory. We've got, um, social media posts and articles and do lists by personal doula services consults and hopefully more to come. But yeah, that's my passion is um, bringing in God into the birth space. And, and how are we, how are we supposed to do that? What does that look like for each unique woman? Um, that's, I just, that is, that's my passion. So. I love it. That is, it's so incredible. And I think it's so refreshing to hear someone else speaking of this idea that you know, yes, of course, birth is physical. Uh, of course it is. Like we can see that, but there's so much deeper meaning to it. There's so much more there for us to grab onto and appreciate and, and enjoy. Um, mm -hmm. but it's, yeah, it's just so much deeper than that. So I love that you are, that's your, your focus and your passion is, is providing that, um, recognition to other moms and supporting them through that. That's absolutely incredible. Yeah, I think I think it's clear, especially to follow, probably to a lot of the listeners too. Like our our society likes to divorce the body and the soul, right? It's, it's, and yep. especially to the medical model, you know, um, it's just some thing we're supposed to get through childbirth. Just get through, get the baby out, get over with, get on with your life. But our body and soul can't be divorced like that. Um, what affects our minds affects our hearts, affects our souls, affects our emotions. It's, we're all interconnected, and um, so birth is meant to be one of the most profound events um, in all those ways, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Um, and, and yeah, our, our current system does not really recognize that. 
So mm. no, no, not at all. Well, that's incredible. So let's let's go back to kind of the beginning of your, you know, you said 18 year old, you've got an 18 year old. So let's go back 18 years ago or 18 years Ooh. and nine months. <laughs> yeah. It's what? wild. Well, like yeah, I've suddenly I'm... become like I suddenly become the old mom and I like which is kind of really cool. Like I'm trying to embrace that. But it's also just weird. Like, right. like I thought it was just a second ago as the young mom. But yep, yes, it is the strangest thing. Like growing older and just you know thinking like, oh, I was such a young. Like I started my business so young, and now I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not like so young anymore. Like this is, you know, like it's just wow, time, time passes. That's fascinating how that works. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So for my own personal birth stories, um, so five of my babies were born at home. One was a planned hospital birth. Um, one was a hospital transfer from home. Um, one of those home planned home births ended up unassisted. And uh, we also had a natural miscarriage at home. Um, yeah. Going back to that, that first one, 18 plus years ago, um, home birth was never on my radar at all. Um, birth was never really on my radar for most of my life. Um, but I ended up at a family practice doctor who just so happened to be um, a birth provider as well. So um, yeah, he at one of our appointments, he um, asked me, you know, like, so where do you want to have the baby, home or hospital? And I was like, oh, didn't realize it was, <laughs> it was a choice. What do you think? And he, you know, it's, it was just never on my radar is like, I'm this crunchy hippie mama. I'm going to like have all my babies at home and buck the system. And um, I think there is seeds of that there underneath all of it. Um, but, but yeah, it was never really the plan from the beginning to, uh, to have a home birth, but he presented it as an option, which I know is, is not normal um, right. or to have a doctor attending home births. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how I, I say I, we fell into home birth because um he presented it as a normal option and he said it was safe. And I was like, okay, that sounds way better to me than going to a hospital. So let's do it at home. Um, I, for, for, for years before that, I practiced NFP um, during, you know, the end of, end of high school and, and college, I kind of had a reversion to my faith and um, started to embrace the idea that like my body is, is not flawed inherently and, and our fertility makes sense and our fertility is a gift and it's not some like the culture tells us like it's not a liability to be medicated away. Um, so I, those seeds had been planted that like my body is designed to work and a pregnancy is not a disease. Birth is not like this giant emergency medical event. It's kind of a natural process in a woman's life. Um, so, so those seeds have been planted, but, um, but yeah, it kind of culminated in this in this doctor being like, so let's have the baby at home. So that's what we did. <laughs> wow. And I mean, that is that is so cool. And and it does seem so rare at this point um, for that to be an option presented by a, a medical, you know, like a doctor, like, oh, let's yeah. just have it at home. So what was that experience like then? It was wild. Um I was not ready for it because he, let's see, I went into labor at like, I, I, it was 38 plus six, I think. And of course, like I, everybody had told me, you know, prepare to go to 41 weeks, which is really good advice for your first baby. They'll prepare to go to 41. So that was what was in my head. I had just stopped working like two days before I went into labor. So I had planned that whole week to like 
the next couple of weeks to like get ready and like kind of enter into the birth space and get everything ready. So I wasn't necessarily ready, but <laughs> that's okay because birth happens anyway. Um, yeah, so it was transformative. <laughs> I know that sounds cliche, but um, I woke up in the middle of the night with contractions. Uh, I didn't realize what they were at the time. I thought the baby was just like in a really frustrating position and I just kept poking him back down and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> Finally, it clicked at like one in the morning that like, oh, maybe these are contractions. Um, it just kind of felt like he was like pushing really hard on my stomach. Um, but happening in a rhythmic pattern, which, duh, like looking back. <laughs> so, so yeah, I figured out, bright little me figured out I was in labor at about one in the morning. Um, we labored through the night. Um, it was kind of crazy because we were in the middle of like, like I said, we weren't ready. So we were like, had all, we had just moved into our house and we had all these boxes we were still unpacking, which were all in the room that I was supposed to give birth in. <laughs> so we're like, I'm in between surges and like, we're like putting books on the shelves and unpacking boxes. And like, it was, it was just kind of crazy. But um, then my husband's moving this bed downstairs by himself, this queen size mattress and bed while I'm in the middle of like active labor. <laughs> so setting up a bed in the room, you know, setting it all up for birth. We called, um, we called my doctor probably, I don't maybe know around like 5am. Um, and he sent his, the nurse midwife over that, that works with him. Um, I think she was, I remember being checked and at that point, I, like I said, I, I was not super into the birthy world at all. I didn't really know, like, there's so many options and there's so many things, um, that you can choose to do and be intentional about. And, um, which in some ways was good <laughs> in some ways, but looking back, like I shouldn't have been checked, but, um, she went to sleep on the couch. So I must, I don't even know what I was, but she went to sleep on the couch for a little bit. I labored some more and then she came and checked me again. And then she got this look on her face, like, and she went to call the doctor really fast to come. Um, so I think I was like seven or eight centimeters. Um, so she called him, convinced him that, yes, I really was going this fast as a first time mom. And um, he came over. Um, it's it's kind of fuzzy at this point. Um, he came over in about like he got set up maybe 20 or so minutes later. My baby was born. Um wow. Yeah, it was so he I remember I, it was on the bed. I was, you know, laying on my back and it was coach pushing. And um, but again, I didn't know, like, I just didn't know any different. Like that's and it worked out fine. It was it was good and it was um, beautiful. And it was just this like just normal little birth in this little tiny home in the middle of like suburbia. And like our baby was born, you know, and it just happened. And it was so beautiful. And. I remember being like transformed in that moment. Like I couldn't articulate it at the time, but like looking back at it, like I changed on that day. Like, and I know maybe that sounds cliche to some people, but it was just the most empowering thing I'd ever gone through. Um, it was incredibly hard, incredibly intense. Postpartum was incredibly difficult, <laughs> but still like I, I could look back and think like something changed in me on that day. And and I couldn't put it into words, but I was different. And I knew it wasn't just like this incredible physical event. Cause it, like I said, it was very hard and recovery was hard. I, I tore um, badly and didn't heal really great. But um, so I knew it wasn't just physical, but it was like something inside of me had changed that day. Um, and I felt so attached to my baby. So like that mother bear instinct kicked in in full force. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. um, 
yeah and it was just like that empowering feeling of like I am made to be this baby's mother even though I didn't really know like I knew it I knew how to follow my intuition that's that I grew in my intuition that day um I didn't know necessarily practically all the things of what I was supposed to be doing with a newborn but like this deep knowledge inside of me um just like exploded on that day when that baby was born um and yeah, so that kind of like set the course for, for um, the way I mothered. Um, so I, I really believe that like the, um, the way we birth our babies and how we're made to feel and how we're made trusted by other people and trust ourselves and our intuition really flows into how we mother our babies and the confidence we have um, at, that we are meant to be this baby's mother, that we're the one that's supposed to be making the decisions for this baby, all those things. So um, that kind of flowed and, and created kind of the foundation for the rest of, of my motherhood. Wow. And how powerful that that was with that first baby. You know, it, it was such a powerful event for you where you were able to uh, experience all of the hormonal, you know, the, the hormonal flow that we're supposed to experience despite, okay, you know, so there were some things that were doctorish, you know, like the coat pushing this and that, and, and you didn't know, but like, the fact that you still were able to have such a transformative experience in that first birth and, and just feeling the, like the little light switch go on, you know? And that's, that's exactly how I felt with my first two where I felt like, Oh my gosh, there's a whole new room in my heart. Like it's obviously been here the whole time, but I didn't have access to it until just now. And like, there's this whole other aspect of my personality of who I am that's just been dormant until this moment. Um, it's, uh, so when I hear you saying that, it just like, it's so powerful. And it's exactly the thing that I want other mothers to experience. And it sounds like, you know, that's exactly what you're talking about as well. That that deep understanding that you were designed specifically for this child. You know, you are this child's mother and you do have all of the stuff all of the stuff, whatever is, is going to come, like, yeah, you've been God given these abilities to take care of this child. Um, that, that's so incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I feel really blessed that, that it, that it did work out that way, that I, I feel God had a hand in that. It was providential because it could have been an entirely different story. I've been at enough births now to know like the, the trajectory of everything could have been wildly different had I had a different provider, <laughs> like yeah. just that one little thing. Um, yeah, it could have, my whole life would could be different, you know? So, yeah. Yes, isn't yeah. that, oh, it's unbelievable. Uh, well, okay, so you had that first birth experience. Let's hear kind of what happened after that. Sure, so um, so after that, a couple of years later, we conceived, um, we ended up having a miscarriage with that baby. So that, that was really kind of, that was earth-shaking to me. Um, it was really, really hard. Um, it kind of, you kind of lose your innocence in a way. Like, so all that, that confidence I had built up, like I made to do this and my body works. And, um, that was hard because it, it kind of shook me a lot. Um, it was a beautiful experience looking back. It was obviously brutal and it was, um, we mourned that baby a lot, but we were able to, um, I had started bleeding and then, um, had the ultrasound that confirmed that the baby had passed away but I was able to go home and, and labor started quickly after that. And we were able to have like this beautiful reverent um, birth of our, of our baby in our bathroom. Um, 
and we were able to have a funeral for this tiny little baby. And um, our priest was was such a blessing. He had the funeral mass. He was present at the burial at the back of our church. Um, so while it was super obviously crazy hard, and I still think about that baby to this day, a mother never forgets. But um, it was it was such a gift in many ways um, to have that experience and to have it happen the way it did. And to be able to honor our baby, like the way we were able to do that. Um, so even though, yes, it, it shook my faith, but my body also did work the way it was supposed to. Um, I was able to have the baby at home and, and everything outside of obviously the, the obvious was it worked. My body worked well to pass the baby and heal. And um, yeah, so, so that baby did not survive, but then um, a, like month or two later, we, we conceived our next baby. Um, and because of that past experience, that, that pregnancy had a lot of anxiety yeah. of like, is this baby going to survive? And so that, like I said, it kind of like shook my innocence and my trust. Um, and at that time, during that time, the doctor that had, um, that had been with us for our first birth, he had stopped attending home births, unfortunately. Um, it was something I, I don't even know the full story, something with insurance and, you know, it just got too expensive or something, but, um, he was still doing hospital births. So we decided to just follow him to the hospital. Um, looking back, I would make a different choice again, but at the time, like I said, I was just, I was just nervous. I wasn't in the mindset of like exploring all my options for birth. I was just kind of in the mindset of like, I just want this baby to live, you know? So, which is not necessarily like, you know, the most, the healthiest place to be, but, um, but it's understandable. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So we we decided to plan a hospital birth with the same doctor. Um, thankfully, obviously, he's a very natural-minded uh, provider. Um, that birth ended up being one and a half hours long, from first contraction to the baby being out. <laughs> oh my <laughs> word! So that one was wild. It was like I woke up like with a really strong contraction, like shot straight up out of bed. Like what was that? At ten o'clock. Um, or, right around 10 o'clock and baby was born at 1130 something ish in the hospital. So it was this wild ride of like getting the neighbor to come watch our older son. And then like being in transition in the car, which is, I don't recommend to anybody being in transition in the car and then uh, getting to the hospital. And by the time I was at the hospital, I was pretty much pushing the baby out. Um, So looking back um, and then it took us like a full day to get out of the hospital just with all the like, I just wanted to go home and be with my older son and have this baby. Like I had this beautiful baby, everything had gone fine. I just wanted to be at home. Um, and like just things at the hospital are slow. Everything takes like seven times longer than it should. So it just took forever to get home and get, to get back to my older son. Looking back, it really wasn't that long, but at the time it felt like eternity. It was like, like later that same day, but, um, but yeah, so one and a half hours from start to finish, so super fast. It was just solidified in my mind. Like, why why was I not at home for that? Why didn't I just stay home and just have to be have the baby there? Um, so looking back, I it was it was awesome, but it was like you know crazy. I, I wish I could have just stayed home and had it been more of a peaceful experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also good to have that hospital experience too later on, just knowing as a doula, like truly my, yeah my, yes you have like you've experienced it all mary <laughs> no yeah so yeah so that baby uh that was my our second um our second birth was that fast birth 
Then the next birth was, uh, we ended up moving out of state. So we were away from that provider. Um, we got pregnant um, and I was desperately searching for another more naturally minded provider. At that time in our area, um, in this area, there was no one practicing home births. Um, our, our area is kind of like a midwife desert. <laughs> it's like uh-huh. there's, there's times when there's nobody practicing. The ones that have come kind of practice, they get burnt out and, and they leave. So there's just been a lot of transition in our area with midwives. And there's never really been more than one home birth midwife provider at a time, if any. So at that time when we were pregnant, there was nobody. Um, so I went to uh, an OB practice for one appointment <laughs> and that was just miserable because the contrast from what I had experienced before to, to this OB appointment where, you know, it's like I waited for, it was like 45 minutes in the waiting room plus the half hour drive to get down to the city. So like somebody's watching my kids for all that time. You're getting there, you're waiting and waiting, waiting, and they see me for five to 10 minutes. And it was just, it was just so impersonal. And I left walking away like, like, I'm glad I know what kind of what to expect as a, as a third time mom, but like any woman who came in here as a first time mom would have no clue of like what to expect. Not even like a welcome, like folder, <laughs> like, right. Like, Can I not have practice? A <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Like no nutrition advice. No, like, like here's what to think about. Here's a schedule of what our appointments might be, might look like for you. Or here's what, you know, here's what to expect from our practice. Like, nothing. It was like five, 10 minutes and, and I was out of there. And, and the midwife who was more of a midwife, sorry, uh, that, that was with that practice was like, I mentioned Hobart and she just like shot it down right away. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm not going to be coming back to this. This, this is not the right fit for me. Um, so I ended up searching um, all over and there was a midwife who was about almost two hours away um, who agreed to take me on. So she had would come up to our area once in a while for cases like mine um, to help out for moms who really wanted a home birth and who didn't have anybody. So she decided to, like, I think I switched to her my second trimester. Um, We didn't have many appointments because she was so far away and she was much more naturally minded and it was fine. I was, I felt totally at peace with that. We never even had an ultrasound that pregnancy because we had to pay out of a pocket and we had no money for it. So um, (laughs) I just, yeah, I, my, I just knew everything was fine with this baby. I just had this deep sense of peace that everything was just okay. Um, So because she was so far away, there was a little bit of nervousness there because my last birth had been so fast. (laughs) So she she lived literally further away than it took you to have your last baby. (laughs) Yeah. So the plan was like, as soon as I know I'm in labor to call. Um, So, when I did go into labor at night, just like my previous two, um, I doubted it for a little bit. And then my husband took, you know, looked at me, he's like, Mary, you're in labor. Like you need to call. <laughs> you see me like that twice before, you know, it's every single time, every single time I'm like, yeah, I don't really think this is it. <laughs> and it's, it, it is it. Um, so yeah. So, so we called her right away. She made her way up. Um, and that was one of the, I, I look back on that birth with some of the, the sweetest memories it was just so simple because it was just my husband and I for almost the whole thing. My, my two kids slept through the whole thing in the, literally the, the room next door. We were in this tiny little apartment, like a trailer size apartment at the time. They slept through the whole thing. Um, it was my first experience with a water birth. She had, rec- like, she had brought it up as like, this is an option. Would you like to have a water birth? And I was like, sure, let's try it. So, so we had the birth pool brought up. Like it was just my husband and me for like, you know, the, 
an hour or two as she gets there baby's born literally like maybe 10 or 15 minutes after she got there in the water um it was dark it was like there were candles lit it was just so simple and so like humble like this tiny little apartment and um she came in her assistant was there emily like she grabbed a few pictures it was calm and peaceful no rushing the baby came out um my husband caught him um put him on my chest he went right to sleep (laughs) like there was no like stimulating the baby or attacking the baby with blankets or like making sure the baby cries it was just so calm and so peaceful and so sweet and um you know everything was just normal um shortly after birth the placenta went to um my bed my kids woke up shortly after and and met their new baby brother again it was another boy again um and it was just so so sweet and so simple and so like oh so beautiful <laughs> it's just yeah. um yeah it, it was just yeah it was one of my favorite births looking back on that one just because it was just so simple um we prayed during the birth before before the midwife got there we had prayed the rosary it was it during this birth was the time when I got more into like my um into the birth world and into like um my spirituality and wanting to incorporate that a little bit more intentionally into the birth. So we prayed the rosary during, during my birth and we prayed, or I was like holding a crucifix and and it was just really like during contractions and that was helping me cope with, cope with the surges. And it was just so beautifully profound, um, that birth. Um, yeah. So, so that was number three. (laughs) That's amazing. It's so, that's so special. Just, I don't know the, the smallness of it is exactly what I am looking forward to this idea of just the, the image of just myself and my husband, you know, just this Mm -hmm. small intimate and our girls, if they want to come in or out, but um, I don't know, there's something so special about that. Just that small, small family event. And uh, that, that's beautiful, Mary. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was very intimate. And I, we didn't even tell, like, we didn't call anybody and let them know um, until, you know, like, four or five hours later, that morning was just so special. It's like we had this little secret you know, like yeah. in our little tiny apartment and it was, oh. it was just beautiful. I love um, that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. So, okay. So, so that was birth number three. What was number four? Okay. So in between then is when I became a doula. So that's okay. when like, I was like, I, I need more of this. I need to like immerse myself in this world and like so many others do. Um, and then, so I trained as a doula, um, had taken a couple births and then I put, was pregnant myself. Um, that oh, one ended up. I'm sorry, I hadn't. I hadn't mm-hmm. asked. What are the age differences? Like, what's the age gaps? Oh boy, Caitlin, now you're testing. Sorry, <laughs> so, <that's laughs> there's okay. a lot. I guess that's okay. <laughs> How about I tell you their ages? Because I can do that better. Perfect. So, perfect. So 18, 18, and then my next one is 15 and a half. So two and a half okay. years between those two. Um, and my next one is 13. So those, okay. I think that's my smallest range was two years apart. Um, and then the next one is ten, almost 11, 10, almost okay. 11. So I think there's three years between them. Okay. Um, and then my next one after that is seven. Okay. <laughs> and then the next one after that is, uh, he's four. So there's uh-huh. about three years, three and a half years. Um, and then the next one after that is 15 months. Gotcha. So about three, three years. Yeah. So they all, from two to three and a half, four-ish years apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So number four. Yes. Yeah, so number four, I became a doula. Um, 
had been reading a lot and and that was all awesome like information is so good and and awesome and, and helpful to empower yourself with all that and learn all these skills and techniques and dive deeper into the world of birth i feel like with that birth um it, in some ways it backfired a little bit because i was so in my head mm-hmm. <laughs> so so yep. on the outside, it's, again, I went into labor in the middle of the night, this time with a new midwife. A new midwife had come to town, praise God. Um, so there was now a midwife within our city who was attending births. She was wonderful. Um, it, it was during Advent, so right before Christmas I was due. And um, I went into labor in the middle of the night. Everything was was perfectly simple and normal. Um, he was born, you know, in the birth tub underneath the Christmas tree. It, it was just, that was so beautiful. I, Looking back during labor itself, and even as, as um, I was entering into labor, waiting for labor to start those last few weeks, I was so in my head with like all my doula knowledge. <laughs> so all these things I was learning about techniques and tools and um, ways to labor and it was hard to get out of that when I was, mm-hmm. when I was actually in labor. So, I'm, so a lot of it was like feeling like, okay, what's the thing I'm supposed to be doing right now? Or what's the right way to, to have this baby right now, which those can be helpful things, but it's um, again, it was like, I couldn't get out of that, that mm-hmm. mental, that brain, that. Right. That like pulling brain, right? That, yeah. You're, you're being pulled out of the intuitive side yes. and into the knowledge side. It's, I, I think about that with my first birth and I'm like, I knew just enough to make myself dangerous. Like, yes, you know, exactly. exactly. Just, just enough to like not be actually in my, in the moment. Yeah. Instead of just entering into it and letting it be what it was, I felt like I had to mm-hmm. like do something with it or like yeah. make it go faster or do it right. Or like, oh, you should be doing like this counter pressure right now. You know, it's like, it, but it's, so it was good. And all that information is helpful, but like not when you're the one in labor. So, um, yeah, so that, that birth and it was, it was really beautiful. It was simple. It was, like I said, it was under the Christmas tree. We had Christmas lights on. And, um, again, it was, he was born like just before dawn. Um, so that was, that was awesome and beautiful. And it, it just kind of fanned the flame for, for birth work of, of wanting to do this more and more and help more women um, have have that kind of empowered, healthy, beautiful experience that, that I've been blessed to have. Um, so yeah, so that was number four, and then number five was my was my tricky one. <laughs> so ah. I, we weren't exactly planning to get pregnant, so that um, that pregnancy there was a lot of like a lot of anxiety um, and fear that I was dealing with, um, and he was the one who ended up coming out breech. So, uh-huh. so that was the hospital transfer. Um, mm-hmm. I have a lot of feelings about that birth right. that I still, it's funny because birth is really wild. Like my initial processing of it is very different than how I feel about it now. Mm-hmm. So it's just yep. funny how things change over time. Um, it's, I still feel very blessed that it happened the way it did. And it did teach me a lot of lessons. Um, God was very present in the birth. Um, but looking back, I'm kind of like, huh, I really wish I'd handled it differently. Um, so he, at, at one of my last appointments, he had flipped breach. Um, and I got to try to remember all the details. But he had flipped breach. Um, and I didn't realize it. Like looking back, I can kind of think of when when it might have happened, like when I was feeling super uncomfortable that day and the baby was like, you know, my stomach was just felt wonky. 
um, I think that was the day he flipped. So I must have been, I think I was like 39 plus two or something. So it was pretty late in the game. Um, and I had an appointment a couple days later and the midwife was like, I think your baby's breech. And I was like, okay. And I think I was, I, I was just not all mentally there at that time. Like those last weeks of pregnancy, you are in such a different mental space. So I just could not like comprehend like what this meant for her and what this meant for me. Um, and she had said something about like, I remember leaving that appointment. I was so exhausted and um, she'd said something about an ultrasound and she had said something about like, she had mentioned the word cesarean and, and I was like, okay, but like, that's not going to be me. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but I knew like, okay, so I guess, I guess I got to go home and try to flip this baby um, because she was not comfortable attending a breach at home. Um, so that's a big factor in the story. Yes. So, um, yeah, so I ended up trying to flip him all night. It was a very anxious night because I, I, and then in the morning I thought he had flipped because it, it felt normal again. Like my, my stomach felt like he was head down. I was palpating and it really felt, she came over and she confirmed that no, the baby was not head down. <laughs> so, so all day long, I'm like trying to just flip this baby because all my other babies had come like in that 39th week. So like, he could come at any time. And it was just like a lot of anxiety around that. I'm trying to flip this baby um, in the middle, you know, having sporadic contractions, but like it's my fourth, ba- fifth baby. So like, that's normal. <laughs> like having like lots of prodromal labor and lots of Braxton Hicks. And um, anyway, so <laughs> long story short, um, I, f- I remember what happened. So she, she says, it's like it, the, evening on that day, late afternoon, she's like, I'm going to come over and we're going to have a talk. And I think her talk was going to be like, we're going to go in for a cesarean. Um, but after we got off the phone, the contractions like started, like started, started. <laughs> so, so once my body kind of kicks into gear, um, it kind of goes pretty fast. So uh, contractions started picking up very intensely after that. Um, I'm trying to get the story right. <laughs> I have it all written down, but trying to remember that the, the timeline of events, but contractions picked up very quickly. I remember my husband calling my mom to come over because we knew at that point she had said something. My, my midwife had said something about a hospital transfer. Um, <clears throat> she came over and checked me and, and she felt a foot presenting. So she was of the mind that this is a footling breach. We hadn't had an ultrasound to confirm. Um, I've since learned that that's, it was most likely a complete breach with a foot presenting from Dr. Stu. Um, but we didn't, we didn't have that. Thank confirmed. you, Dr. Stu. <laughs> I know. I know. I've learned so much from him. And since then I've, I've dived into the, into the world of breach birth because it's become a passion of mine that women don't have enough options. Um, so anyway, I, I should just shorten the story to say that we had this crazy ride to the hospital um, because labor was suddenly starting really fast. When she got to my house, the midwife, I was like already like moaning through contractions um, and things were happening pretty quickly. So she, you know, ushered us into the car. We had this crazy ride to the hospital. My water breaks on the way to the hospital in my back of my husband's truck. Um, my midwife's assistant slash my doula was, was there in the back checking. She's like, no, there's no cord presenting. And it was just wild. Like I'm on my hands and knees speeding down the highway in the back of my husband's truck. Thank God for like tinted windows, right? <laughs> right. Um, so we get to the hospital. They, they're wheeling me on a, on a gurney. And I, I had been at many births at this hospital by, by that time. So I'm like recognizing like I'm on hands and knees with my bottom in the air because um, they're worried about a footling breach. They're worried about a prolapse. Um, 
and they wheel me down to the operating room. And I'm at this point, I have to say at this point, when my water broke in the, in the car, I was completely flooded with this sense of peace. So when I'm telling the story, it probably sounds kind of like, wow, that was really scary and anxiety. Like I had no fear during it, like, which is wild because it was on the outside, there was a lot of fear being pushed on me, right? but I had this, God really flooded me with this, this sense of peace that everything was going to be okay. Like everything was just fine. Um, even though it was wild. <laughs> so anyway, I get to the hospital, they're, they're transferring me on, they're wheeling me down to this, to the OR to do an emergency cesarean. I remember them tra- like wanting me to get onto this tiny little table. If you've ever seen a, a cesarean table, they're like, they're ridiculously small. And I remember laughing like in the middle of labor. I'm like, you want me to get onto this? Like, how am I supposed to do this? But I did it. They're putting an IV in, they're getting everything prepped for a surgery. I'm like talking to them about like, I really don't want antibiotics. <laughs> like, and, like tr- I'm trying to get in my brain, like wrap my head around and like, advocate for myself and my birth plan and they're like honey this is like they're on a different wave level they never see breech births right so they think this is like a super emergency situation well the doctor that, that was on call at the time who was there we had called another an obstetrician that, that I know um, to come in to do this the surgery my my midwife had done that I think um, to come in for me to do the surgery um, so he was on his way in but this resident that was on call, or this this doctor was, that was on call, um, she happened to be there. She checks me, and, and my midwife had given my history to her, so she knew that this was my fifth baby that I'd had, you know, previous simple, uncomplicated vaginal births. She checks me, and she says, "Okay, you can push now." So I am like, "What?" <laughs> Like I had just like surrendered myself to like, okay, we're going to have a cesarean. I guess this is the way this birth is playing out. She tells me to push. So I was like, okay. So I'm flat on my back. They had already given me medication to like stop contractions. I'm flat on my back. So I'm pushing like exactly how like everybody says not to push, right? Flat on my back, pushing, you know, with all my might. And thank God I'm a a very quote, good pusher because and very efficient. And, and the baby, he came right out. He came right up breech vaginally um my midwife was in the room thank god and she was advocating for me so he came right to my chest they didn't cut the cord there was like maybe like 15 people in the room because it was like whoa breach birth it's you know emergency cesarean possibly happening and then they find out like this is a vaginal breach so there's all these eyes like <laughs> stirring at me like whoa we've never seen this before um so but the baby came right to me he um he stayed with me his cord stayed attached for a really long time for a hospital. It was like 10 or 15 minutes. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And it was just, he was perfectly fine. His APGARs were nine, nine, there was no issues. Um, and I ended up, yeah, the, the OB that was supposed to, to, uh, to be there, I ended up coming in. He later told me the next day, he's like, I never would have done that. Like had you push, but it turned out that this, this OB that was on call that day was one of the oldest OBs at, at the hospital. And she was one of the only ones who had ever trained in breech birth like years before. So she was familiar with it. So, and she's since retired too. So she's no longer there, but it was just, it was just Providence that this, mm-hmm. um, this certain OB happened to be there that the other OB didn't make it in time. Um, and again, like looking back, I, I wish I just stayed home to be honest. <laughs> I should have just stayed home and said, you know, I'm just going to do this year and mm-hmm. you know, I'm just going to do it. And um, but 
I could see where God was clearly working in that, in that birth. Um, and who knows what those, those people in the room walked away with. Hopefully they, they, hopefully they walked away with a little bit of their eyes open to like breach birth can happen and babies are, can be totally fine. And they usually are. Um, but yeah, so that was, it was a wild birth. He was my, my wild card. (laughs) Sure. Um, yeah, it, I became the talk of the hospital for, for like a year or so after. <laughs> that's Mary. That's the one. Yep, yep. I, like, I know some of the nurses there and, and like working as a doula there. It was just kind of interesting. <laughs> like, for better or worse, they were, I was, that, that became news at the hospital of this lady who had the, the vaginal breach birth in the OR. And because our vaginal breach, we don't have vaginal breach in this yeah. area. Like a lot of things. So, so. So yeah, that was an interesting one. But but God was clearly like I going back to it, like I said, it was God was clearly working through it. He was opening my eyes to like this whole different type of birth, I guess, this variation of normal that um and his hand was was so in that birth through the people that were there at the time, through that that sense of peace that flooded me, through the experience I gained to help other women mm-hmm. um, later on as a doula. Um yeah, so so that was that number five spur. Gosh, it is it is not crazy, but just wonderful to hear. Kind of, you know, th- this is clearly your mission field, and God has given you all of these different types of experiences for you to be so relatable to whoever it is that you're working with. It's like, oh yeah, I've been there. Oh yeah, I've done that. <laughs> and I can tell you what they're going to do at the hospital and how they're going to react and what they're yes, I know very yep. well. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's been, he's been planning. He's, he's a part wow. of all of it. It's been good. Mm-hmm. Um, so my sixth birth was thankfully a simple home birth, same midwife. Um, there was some, a lot of anxiety at the end about his position because <laughs> obviously, sure. to, um, so he, this baby did flip breach just like the last one did at 39 weeks. So I don't know what about me makes like my babies. I don't know. I mean, part of it's that once you have more babies, you're more prone to, to breach babies um, because you're just a little stretched out. <laughs> um, so he did flip breach at 39 weeks. So that was a stressful day, but I went swimming and I did all these things and I kind of almost gave myself uh, my own like external version in the pool. <laughs> so I went swimming at my mom's house. We went, we found out he was breached. Like I knew it by that time I could tell. I was very familiar with like palpating and where the head is and where like I can, I'm very... I'm very good at that now, especially on my own babies of knowing I've had to become very good at that. Um, so I knew, like, I woke up and I was like, this baby flipped during the night. I know it. And sure enough, he had. <laughs> so my midwife came over. She verified it. And I was like, okay. It's like, okay, I'm going to do all the things again. Um, so I went swimming that day. And, and and I knew if he had flipped literally overnight that he could flip back down again. So I went swimming and I flipped that baby right back down. <laughs> like with my hands and with like doing this headstands in the water and then doing the side stroke and like kind of like nudging him back down. And I, I felt him kind of lock back into place, if you will, <laughs> like in the water. And I pushed a little down, just a little extra just to get his yeah. head engaged. <laughs> oh, I sure did. I was like squatting. I'm like, stay down. <laughs> so, but then that, that whole week after that was just so much anxiety. And I really regret that. Like, I, I hate that that, that, last week was so full of like, okay, is this baby going to flip at any moment? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and what does that mean for my birth? And what does that mean? And I, I don't like that. Like, I hate looking back on that with those feelings of, um, of just a lot of anxiety. 
and not just being able to trust that like my body knew what it was doing. And even if the baby did flip reach, I obviously could do it. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, he stayed down. Thankfully it was, I barely got any sleep that week. Um, Cause I was so afraid to like lay down or be in any position. Um, but he stayed head down. He ended up being born in a beautiful water birth in our bedroom. Um, it was so hot that day. I was like, like 87 degrees. It was middle of July. We live in a very humid area and we had no, like we had one air conditioner upstairs, like a window air conditioner. It was no match for like this hot birth pool and all my kids were there. (laughs) And uh, that was one thing that was sad about the last birth. All my kids had wanted to be there. And then when we had the hospital transfer it, that was probably one of the saddest things was that like they missed out on, on that. Mm -hmm. And all they saw was me being whisked away to the hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I really mourned that. So it was important for me to, for them to be there at this birth. So they were all there. Um, we got beautiful pictures. It was my first time hiring a photographer. So that was cool. Um, they were all there at that birth up in our upstairs. It was an afternoon one. Um, and he was born in the water, no issues. Everything went really smoothly um, besides that week beforehand of anxiety, wow. but everything went perfectly. Um, and all, like I said, all my kids were there and it was, that one was beautiful. Um, Wow. He was my biggest baby. He was nine one. Um, all my others were actually my first three were six fifteen, six fifteen, six fifteen. Oh, wow! And then eight three, and then oh my the next one after that was six fifteen. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then this one was a, was my chunker at nine one. So wow, um, yeah. So that birth was 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 really good. Um, the postpartum was hard. I find postpartum hard every time. To be completely mm-hmm. frank with you. Um, postpartum is difficult, but, um, he had nursing issues. He had, you know, lots of, lots of stuff going on. I had a lot of postpartum anxiety with that one, but, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, the birth itself was, <laughs> was really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, then we were, we thought we like, I turned 40 and I, I kind of thought six was a lot. We were kind of overwhelmed with just the six, so. but then happy home birth came out. No, <laughs> um, yeah, but then we ended up pregnant again um, when I was, I had just turned 40. Um, we ended up pregnant with our seventh baby. So at this time, my the previous midwife that had been there through the last three births, um, she had moved to Ireland. <laughs> so I was on the lookout for another birth, another uh, midwife. Another midwife had come just a few months before that. And I had been with her um, <clears throat> for, for some births as a doula, like, I don't know, like a dozen or maybe not. I don't know, 10 or 12 births with her before that as a doula. Um, and I was comfortable with how she approached things. So I, as soon as I like had that positive test, I, um, I, I let her know that I to, to book me for August because um, I wanted her there with me for a home birth. Um, cause I, our, because we have so few midwives, like they book up very quickly. So mm-hmm. I let her know I, I wanted her for my birth. Um, and while that pregnancy wasn't exactly planned, it was so full of, of peace and joy. Um, and just this knowing that God really wanted to be an intentional, like really big part of this pregnancy and this birth. Um, from the second I got like the, the positive line on the test, um, my husband and I knew we had to be <clears throat> really, really intentional about this pregnancy because pregnancy is hard. Like I find pregnancy very hard. Um, no matter, you know, no matter for anybody, but like pregnancy when you're 40 and you've had six full terms birth, full term births before that is like age is a factor. Like 
I don't, I'm not a big believer in the whole uh, geriatric pregnancy or anything like that, but my body at 24 is very different from my body at 40. <laughs> so, so I just knew we needed to be really intentionally intentional with this birth and have like a plan of um, what were we going to sacrifice during this pregnancy? What goals were we going to have to put off? What were, what were the activities we were going to have to, um, <clears throat> you know, just kind of sacrifice to, to really get through this pregnancy well. So um, yeah, we just became very intentional about exercise for the first time ever. I was exercising every single morning while I was pregnant. I got on the treadmill. I was so proud of myself. It's maybe not a big deal for other people, but like at 545, I would wake up at 545 every single morning of that pregnancy. And I'd first I'd pray, then I'd have some coffee and then I'd get on the treadmill and I'd, I'd be on the treadmill for about half an hour. Um, and I'd be, you know, playing my worship music and honing my birth list and just praising and worshiping God. And it was just, I just have really, really beautiful memories of that time of God speaking to me in this pregnancy. Like he was here. He was part of this baby. He was part of this birth. He, um, yeah, he just, he had a plan in all of it. Um, So yeah, I was very intentional with, with exercise, with nutrition, um, with my supplements and with, with, everything. And for the first time ever, I had, <clears throat> I got pregnancy massage. <laughs> I had oh. like, yes, the, the, the last, the last few weeks I had somebody come to our house, um, who was, um, instead of chiropractic appointments this time, I really felt, um, like massage might, was just resonated with me more of like, mm-hmm. this is what my body needs is just to, to relax. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I just, I tried to enter into that pregnancy as fully as I could and prepare for the birth as best I could. Um, and really had a lot of, um, like just really profound moments with the Lord, uh, but during that pregnancy of, of how he wanted to work in this, in this birth and how he wanted to father me and heal, um, heal some wounds that were in my heart. Um, how he wanted to love me through this birth, um, how he wanted to just transform me through this birth that through this baby that wasn't, <clears throat> who wasn't expected, but who was absolutely part of his plan. Um, so yeah, so I, um, we went through that pregnancy, and uh, he was born on one of my favorite feast days. Uh, I went into labor, so um, this is the one for, let's see. Um, let's see. So I uh, I was due August 20th, right? That was the official due date. I told everybody, just baby will be here by the end of summer. Um, but August 15th, in the morning, we went to Mass. It was a Sunday. We went, and I prayed, and we... My husband and I have this tradition of, of um, doing this consecration, we call it, of each of our babies to Jesus through Mary. So we, we prayed this prayer. It was set to end on August 15th. So we ended it that day in church. And I added like my little prayer at the end, like, and Lord, like if it be your will, like it would be really awesome if the baby was born today. <laughs> like, please. So so then we went home, had, you know, we started our Sunday. Um, the kids were playing outside and the I had my a massage appointment and um, you know, she came this wonderful woman. She would come up to my bedroom, she brought her table, she'd come to your house, set up the table, like I was able to put on my own music and my own oils and and have a, a pregnancy massage and it felt so good. But I told her, I was like, I'm really ready for this baby to come. So if like, you know, feel free to use whatever, you know, acupressure points, you know, do whatever you want. <laughs> feel free to do all those things. So she did and and she left and um a few hours later, I'm, I'm getting dinner ready. Um, I'm in the kitchen just fiddling around getting dinner ready. And I start to feel some really light, 
um, surges happening, some some tightenings, but it, you know, like just the thing with like, they were happening like three to four minutes apart, but it was so gentle and so light. It was like, wave, I was waving it off right away because it was like, you get that all the time when you're, when it's your seventh baby and like, you're, you're that pregnant. There's all, there's always Braxton Hicks and prodromal labor and all that. So it was just, it was so gentle. Um, so I was just waving it off. Not a big deal. Um, I, we had dinner and I remember it was still happening during dinner. I wasn't that hungry, but, um, I had just had eaten a late lunch. So that wasn't, there was, that wasn't a sign either, but I was laughing and joking and I was like, I'm feeling things, but like, it's so gentle. I'm laughing and joking with my kids. Um, and then I ended up going upstairs to get to kind of like, I'm feeling these things happen. I'm like, I'll just kind of test this out. So I'm going upstairs to like, make sure all my birth supplies are in order and just like, you know, fiddle around upstairs, get some alone time. Cause, um, yeah, it was a little, like after dinner, I get a little overwhelmed with all my kids. I was letting them clean up. I was tired. So I went upstairs and, um, and they were still coming like three to four minutes apart. Um, so I did let, I had a, a friend coming who, she was a previous doula client. Her husband is a photographer. So I was, had asked her to come, um, and she had agreed to, she had some doula training herself. So she knew how to kind of respect the space, but we didn't have a budget for a, a full-blown birth photographer, but she agreed to, to just come and take pictures for us with his, her husband's fancy camera. So I gave her a heads up cause she's got kids. I'm like, I don't know, like stuff might be starting, but like, probably not. I'll just, just see what happens. You get, you know, get, you can get stuff in order if need be. Um, I didn't call my midwife at this point because it was still like, I would have told her the same thing. Stuff might be starting, but don't head over. So, so she didn't. So anyway, stuff did end up slowing down for a little bit. So I was like, okay, this is not it. Um, my kids come up. Um, we had like this beautiful rosary in, um, we prayed the rosary together as a family in our bedroom. My bedroom was like the favorite place for me to be during my pregnancy. Um, so we prayed this rosary as a family. Um, I'd only had like maybe two real light surges during the whole thing. So I was kind of giving up at that point that this was the real thing. Um, and my husband put the two littlest ones to bed really early because they needed it. They go to bed early. So it was like six or something at that point. Um, I was starting to get in my head a little bit, just annoyed, you know, just like, okay, is this it or is it, is this not? It's probably not. I'm still pregnant. Grr, you know, like that, was, <laughs> like that, that feeling of just like, I don't want to be pregnant anymore, but this is not happening. Um, we sent our other kids up to, to watch a movie, which is a very big deal in our house. Um, so they went up, uh, two are sleeping. The other ones went upstairs to the other part of the house to watch a movie. Um, and my husband and I had the intention of, of being intimate at that time. So we figured either like this would get things going or just, you know, it was, it was a nice way to spend our time. Um, I lay down on the bed and had a couple light contractions. And then like, I kid you not in like, it, in a moment, it like flipped a switch and I jump out of bed <laughs> and I was like, no interest in that at all anymore. <laughs> That is the furthest thing from my mind. I jump up um, out of my bed and I, it was suddenly very, very real. Um, and I was like, oh, this is, this is that labor thing that I was, you know, that I remember. <laughs> this mm -hmm. is real now. And another one, another one came over me and it was very intense, very strong. Um, and it was kind of like that drop you to your knees type of, type of surge. And, and I told my husband, like, fill up the tub now. I like, I need water right now. Um, so he goes, starts to fill the tub up. I call the midwife and I'm like, okay, it's, it's real now. She, 
I left a message and she called back three minutes later. And even within that three minutes, it was like, I was not, I didn't want to be on the phone. So I'm like, okay, you know, husband, you, you handle the phone calls at this point. I cannot talk at this point. And it was, it was literally within like three to five minutes. It was wild. So, um, I, she says she's on her way. It's going to be about 30, 35 minutes for her to get here. Um, I'm so glad I had like everything ready and prepared because I had told my husband this time I had never recorded any of my births, but I did. I wanted to for this one. So I had like had a little tripod ready and, and I told him like, this is really important to me. So he started filming, which is super cool because we had a timestamp after <laughs> like how quickly everything moved. It was, it was cool to look back and be like, and just notice like what time everything happened. So I got into the tub at like 654. My intentions were not to have a water birth this time, but that was not what happened. So I get into the tub at 654, um, had some, like I said, everything was so, so, so gentle until that switch. And then, and then it was like kind of mind blowing. (laughs) Like I, um, I did a little check of myself, which I'm not super skilled in cervical checks. I should not have done that. I kind of regret doing that only because it got in my head a little bit because I was, from what I could tell, I was probably only like two to three centimeters, but I felt like my water bag bulging. So I was like, but what I'm feeling does not feel, does not match what I'm feeling down there, <laughs> which I know as a dual, and I know that that's like, none of that matters, right? <laughs> but when you're in the moment, like, you know, you're, that reasoning was going out the window. So I was kind of starting to doubt myself, like, am I going to be able to do this? Because this is so strong. Um, And then, yeah, so I have a few very strong surges in the water. I had my worship music on, which was awesome. Um, I'm rocking back and forth during a surge, getting and then sinking back into the water after. um, And I think like 7-11 on the timestamp, my water breaks. Um, and then within one, one surge, I feel the baby, the baby was very high at that point, but I felt him go in one surge from up high down to like crowning in mm-hmm. once it was mind blowing. Yep. <laughs> so that was and all of this. It was really disorienting this whole, like this last 10 minutes because my, my body just could not keep up with my, or my mind could not keep up with my body. Um, so it was, it was really disorienting how it all happened and it took like months to process it after mm-hmm. the fact, but, um, so he, he comes crowning all in one push and I described it like, I don't want to scare anybody, but it felt like a cannonball <laughs> coming down. Yeah. It was just so, so fast. Um, it was very intense, very fast. Um, and then within, I remember <clears throat> what's super cool is I remember at one moment during, during that time, I remember. I opened my mouth to say like, you know, the whole, um, I literally was going to say that the, I can't do that, you know, as, as everyone does in those moments, so many women do in those moments. And I opened my mouth to say that and with all my will. And I, I just said, I can do this. <laughs> it was, it was really cool just to have like that conscious um, moment. And then he crowns and I reach down and I feel the top of his, of his head. And that moment, like, Oh, it was, awesome it was intense and for for months afterwards anytime excuse me anytime I would hold his head in my hand I I would be drawn right back to that moment of Mm -hmm. holding his head when he was crowning Um, it was just such a such a profound and poignant moment Um, and then with 
one more surge comes and the rest of his body, I feel the, the, the burning and his head comes out. I remember just telling my husband who's behind me doing, you know, the hip squeezes. <clears throat> I, I remember just saying like, all I could get out was head. <laughs> and I was like, laugh afterwards. Cause like, I felt like I had to tell him there's a head here. Um, so his head comes out, his body comes out a few seconds later. And then those moments, oh my goodness, those moments, like it, it sounds so cliche, but time stood still. So as fast as it, as it went from that, um, from those, you know, that last half hour, 20 minutes, like it just stopped. And I remember being so present to that moment when he, the baby came out in the water, I unwrapped the cord from him. I remember just being like, it just felt like, like I was in eternity right then. Mm-hmm. Um, so I unwrapped the cord, brought him up to my chest, flipped over and was sitting, you know, so I could be sitting in the tub. Um, and instinctually, I remember telling myself, like, I, he was fine. Like, like looking back at the video, he was totally fine. His, um, his Apgars were good. His tone was great. He was oxygenated, but I just felt like instinctually, I I put my mouth to his mouth and I sucked out, you know, did a a couple breaths of sucking out anything that might be there. Um, he let out a little cry and it was just glorious. Like Mm. it was just so beautiful. I mean, my mind was like, looking back on it, it was, like I said, it was, it was very overwhelming because like in disorienting and how like my, my body was moving so much faster than my mind, but like those moments and the way that God answered my prayers during, through all of pregnancy, I wanted a gentle birth and it was so gentle, even though I didn't realize it, um, (laughs) that it was happening at the time. It was so gentle, all of early labor. I didn't even realize it. Um, he gave me all of that. And then my, the, the worship music that I had been, been honing and, and praying with that whole pregnancy, I had that playing in the background as he was born. Even the, like the favorite song that I, that I wanted to be playing was playing. And I was able to, <clears throat> to catch my own baby in the water. And, and it was completely unassisted, like it, mm-hmm. which I didn't say this before, but during the pregnancy, I kind of got pulled into the rabbit hole of unassisted birth and free birth, <laughs> which which was really cool. I wanted, I was just was soaking in all these stories of unassisted birth and free birth. And I, I continued care with my midwife. That was still my plan. Um, cause I wanted her there in case I did need, you know, any help after the birth or any, anything did come up like a breech baby. Um, but yeah, God, God even gave me the gift of, of an unassisted birth, like, yeah. and the gift that I didn't even know I wanted. <laughs> yeah. like, and, um, yeah, so he gave me that that gift. Part of me wonders if, like, subconsciously, that's why things. As soon as I called the midwife, that's when like things like kind of like took that crazy shift. Like subconsciously, maybe my body. I just needed to be no. alone for this birth. <laughs> like just me. Um, so yeah, the midwife arrived like you know eight or ten minutes later. Uh, everything was fine. I was still in the tub. In between that time, my my other kids, we'd called them down. Um, we'd woken up the two little ones from their sleep and they'd all come in and seen and we saw that it was another little boy. Um, so they just, they saw their new baby brother, the midwife arrived. She helped me get out of the tub. Um, we delivered the placenta right outside, right outside the tub. Um, I went to do that whole, you know, that comical <laughs> kind of awkward walk back with like placenta in the bowl and cord still attached to the baby and I'm holding the baby and the chucks pad underneath and you kind of shuffle over to the bed. Um, so we went over to the bed and, and 
like for the next few hours, it was just like that beautiful postpartum time of, you know, soaking in that baby, everybody meeting the baby um, and midwife checking everything and, and everything was just, just perfect. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and again, like I said, it was a very, like, it was a very fast birth and it was very overwhelming. It took a long time, months after to process it and pray with it and see like, okay, like how is God working in that? But like, now I can look back and see, oh my gosh, you did, you, you answered so many of my prayers. The only one that wasn't, like I I prayed for like, I want to breathe my baby out this time. That did not happen. (laughs) I've never breathed. I mean, I breathed. (laughs) I did breathe. Different breath than I expected. (laughs) Yes. Every single one of my pushing stages has, they've all been very, very, very short. I don't know. I, I have very, I don't know, the fetal ejection reflex, like Mm-hmm. gigantically but it was, yeah. I was hoping that I would be able to kind of like breathe my baby down and avoid a tear this time um but he just he kind of shot out of me mm-hmm. so that one was that was the only prayer that was like okay I, I guess that's that's not going to be answered in the way I wanted it to be but everything else was so beautiful mm-hmm. um yeah so it was just oh it's just it was such a reminder like this birth was such a reminder that birth is meant to be something that we want to do again. Mm-hmm. Because like I say all these things, like how hard, like it was difficult and it was overwhelming and it was, but it was so amazing. And mm-hmm. it was, it was something I would do all over again, if I could, maybe a little slower this time, <laughs> but something like we are meant to want to look back on our births as like, wow, that was a profound spiritual moment in, in my life. Even if it didn't feel like it in the moment, mm-hmm. like yeah. I, I think, we need to remember that it doesn't, it's not necessarily supposed to feel a certain way or look a certain way. Um, but that those moments of birth are some of the most spiritually profound and significant moments. And, and we, I believe that we're designed to, to have to look back on that and we should Mm -hmm. be able to say, wow, that was amazing. Like what God did there. Um, so yeah, so that's, (laughs) A very brief, well, maybe not brief, but that's all uh, all of my babies and births in, in kind of a, a nutshell. Oh, God, wow, God worked so profoundly in each one. And um, mm-hmm. yeah. I couldn't agree more. And just the full gamut of experiences. It, this is such a perfect episode for just like, wow, look at the variation of normal. Look at what birth can look like in all of these different scenarios and still be so powerful and so beautiful. Um, It has been such a joy to hear these stories. I, just like you said at the beginning, it's been so fun to actually get to sit down and talk with you after knowing you for for years. Um, So I I can't thank you enough, Mary. Thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. Thank you. As you can see, I love to talk about birth. Well, and also, would you mind sharing your Instagram handle for everyone so that they can follow along? Sure, I'd love to. It's um, made for this birth. So mm-hmm. really simple, made for this birth. Um, so I'm on Instagram and you can find our website madeforthisbirth.net and you can access all the resources we have. You can find our app in the Apple Store um, and you can find my book on Amazon or on my site. Um, yeah, so I'd love to have people follow along. (laughs) Amazing. And yes, we will, we'll make sure that we have all of the links for all of that. Um, This was incredible. Thank you so much, Mary. Thank you, Caitlin. And thank you for everything you're doing for birth. It's, it's making a huge difference. How amazing are Mary's gamut of experiences. 
As we head into this week's episode roundup, here's what's standing out to me. So number one, Mary and I are in total agreement of this. Birth is meant to be one of the most spiritually transformative experiences of a woman's life. And the process of pregnancy and birth is meant to prepare her for the work of motherhood. This isn't just a physical experience. It is so much more, which is why I put so much emphasis on recognizing what it means to truly prepare for this event. And number two, no matter how many babies you have, each birth is incredible. It's precious unique, it comes with its own challenges, and it transforms you in new ways. And as Mary insinuated, maybe it's a little addicting too, especially if you love listening to beautiful birth stories. And finally, I just love the way that Mary uses her calling from the Lord to support others. God has given her so many different experiences. What a blessing that she can be so relatable to her clients, no matter how it all unfolds. What a blessing to have Mary on the show. And to all of you who have been here from the very beginning, like Mary, thank you so much for your love and support. I am so honored and humbled. All right, my friends, that is all that I've got for you for today. I'll see you back here next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Are you looking to extend the home birth support, encouragement, and education? Join us in our Facebook group, Happy Home Birth Podcast Community, and check us out on Instagram at Happy Home Birth Podcast.